Happy Friday and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets. I'm back after two weeks off. So a special thanks to Lucas for covering the podcast while I was out on my honeymoon. And what a week to come back. We had a bullish global dairy trade event. We put out our monthly price forecast, wrote a lot about what's going on in Europe, and markets have just been increasingly volatile. Milk prices are already at record levels in New Zealand, but this recent global dairy trade event has stretched implied spot values closer to a $10 or $11 milk price. Butter prices have officially reached the highest on record on GDT, lactose moved to fresh highs, whole milk powder finally took out the highs from last year, now at the highest level since March 2014, and cheddar cheese also hit another all-time high on auction. Lucas, help us unpack why these auctions keep turning out such bullish results. Certainly, Alyssa, and welcome back. It is, you know, just pretty incredible to watch these uh, biweekly events. We've had four so far this year, and, you know, we talk about this, Alyssa, it's almost kind of difficult to paint the picture of what's going on when it's the same story repeatedly of still firm demand and still tight supply and uh, higher and higher prices on GDT, as you mentioned. I think a lot of what's driving this continues to be that story about just really tight milk globally. It doesn't matter what region we're looking at, the US, the EU, or even into New Zealand, you know, supplies are weak. Global milk production uh, as a total is weaker, and we don't anticipate really any uh, uh, return to the upside in the near term, which keeps kind of buyers on edge to that uh, effect. When we look at that data from the GDT auctions, it kind of bumps around between regions, but you know, over the past several events, you can pretty much say that no matter who's buying or where they are in the world, they continue to be willing to pay up for these higher and higher prices. And as you mentioned, in some cases at record levels, I think another uh, thing that we're watching here is Fonterra has pretty decent uh, shipping relationships. So in this era of really stressed supply chains and port congestion and everything else that's going on and complicating the export picture, some of these buyers are kind of turning to Fonterra knowing that that product might arrive a little bit quicker rather than if they purchased it from Europe or the United States. Overall, I think uh, in the near term, you know, we wrote about this extensively in our GDT report this week. The high ground opinion is that prices are pretty underpinned at these levels. So even though we're at multi-year highs or record levels on certain products, we don't really anticipate much downside, at least in the near term, with uh, milk not really ready to come back and buyers seemingly able to keep paying up for product security. Yeah. And now the question is from the general marketplace, whether Chinese demand or a milk supply response will be the catalyst for changing this bullish sentiment. In our big old forecast report that came out on the same day as that GDT report, we cover executive summaries of the key CME dairy products, global fundamentals that are impacting international markets, global currency trends and economic news, domestic fundamentals for the U.S., and then we lay out kind of our defined risk to our forecast prices, which it does contain an 18-month outlook on select dairy products. We don't mess around here with these big forecasts we put out on the 15th each month. Lucas, can you recap the general overview of our executive summary? Certainly. Yeah, we don't mess around. And that was uh, quite the uh, project for you to come uh, back from your honeymoon to, Alyssa. (laughs) 
I think, uh, yeah, we, you know, we did talk to a lot of our customers this week on our monthly webinar. Um, always fun to be able to interact with clients on that. We do about a half an hour of a presentation and then leave quite a bit of time, at least a half an hour for Q&A. So if you haven't joined that or are not a customer, I think um, be sure to inquire about those monthly events. I'll, yeah, I'll skim through these key products here on the cheese side of things. You know, our forecasts were fairly unchanged um, into this week versus where we were in mid-January. There was some weakness um, into late January, but, you know, the market really pretty much came back to about where we were one month ago by middle of this month. We do think that cheese is relatively supported here. Fundamentals a little bit mixed, but those strong class four markets uh, kind of bleeding over into class three to keep the entire complex higher. Uh, speaking of class four on the butter side of things, you know, similar to cheese in, in some of that volatility that we saw a little bit weaker into late January, but the market has come roaring back and there have been pretty significant ups and downs on the CME spot market. I don't think that that's necessarily going to change at any point soon, especially, you know, we're at these really high price levels and things could kind of be quite volatile on a day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week basis. Bottom line in butter is there remains weaker production. We don't expect that to change in the near term. And even the stocks picture, you know, the last cold storage report that we got showed weaker stocks into December, kind of a rare December decline there when we would typically expect the market to be building for, uh, for the new year. Maybe finally into nonfat dry milk, the other side of the class four equation, not much has changed here. You know, this has kind of been pretty steady over the past several weeks or even months at this point, kind of slow but steady increases, um, you know, similar to what I discussed with the GDT, really firm global demand, really tight supplies and uh, buyers that still need product and are willing to bid this to multi-year highs. I think we're at the highest on the CME spot market since April of 2014 at this point. So certainly interesting markets to watch. Yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, you know, lastly, we put out our monthly European report yesterday. Uh, their December trade and production data was just released this past week. So the data is a little old, but that's what we have to work with. And those December exports were generally weak in reference to milk powders, whey, and butter, though cheese, lactose, casein, and fat-filled milk powders, powders still showed strength. Yeah, it's pretty interesting to look at some of those export numbers, especially as you know, European milk production, like we've mentioned, remains stressed. Uh, the most recent data, you know, this is subject to revisions here as Eurostat kind of uh, changes or updates things on an almost daily basis. But most recently, milk production down 1.8% in December. That really impacts the ability of European processors to uh, make some of these products. So we saw all products, well, maybe I should specify skim, whole milk powder, and butter weaker versus prior year in December, with cheese production able to just eke out a very slight gain. So Milk production limited uh, kind of prevents the ability of um, stronger output in these commodities. And in turn, we're not going to see really strong European export numbers until we see any sort of significant improvement on the milk side of things. That sounds about right. And we are closed next Monday for President's Day. So U.S. markets will be closed. Lucas, are there any big reports out next week that we should be looking out for? Yeah, it's a big domestic week. 
Uh, we kind of uh, switch it up from usual. Actually, we get the cold storage report on Tuesday and then the U.S. milk production report on Wednesday. Usually we get those in reverse order, but that's how the calendar falls this month. So uh, be looking for those two big reports, kind of a double whammy there, and we'll see how those uh, drive prices into the holiday shortened trading week next week. Perfect. Thank you so much. That does it for today. We'll be on next week, of course, to recap those upcoming domestic reports. And we look forward to chatting markets then. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information, as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.